Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Well, happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday, Bruce. Happy Friday, uh, Alex. How are you, Eric? For you, Gordon. Well, Gordon's healthy, man. Happy Friday, buddy. Alex is sucking a little today. Why? Not feeling good. Are you playing hurt? He's playing, playing pain. hurt, but playing I'm here. Pain. I love the kid. All right, let's uh, let's play let's play parent here because both you and I are. What's going on? Yeah. What's going on, Alex? Oh, just a little winter sickness. But um, winter sickness. When, when you work this early in the morning, you don't really have the option to to call someone. And be like, hey, can you come in at six? Isn't in the morning? that the truth? Yeah. Yeah. It, it it is. My daughter was getting up to came back from work last night at about nine. And then was going back to work this morning at 6.30. And I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? I said, well, I'm trying to pay for my education. I don't have parents that are willing to float me alone. Wow. I said, wow. Hurts. Yeah. Well, you know what you should have said to her? Well, I feel badly for you, and I'll give you a call to see how you're doing when we are, uh, when your mother and I are sitting on the Cayman Islands sipping a nice drink. Well, that day's coming at some point. Yeah. All but right. Anyway, we'll see. All right. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. I don't know if we coming, but we know for sure he coming. Talking about Jordan Seaton, number one offensive tackle recruit in the country. He said this on national television, FS1. He made the rounds yesterday mm-hmm. nationally. He said you got to believe in Coach Prime having the opportunity to play with somebody who's done at the highest level, a Hall of Fame level. Very few can say that he did that. Um, I got two Heisman candidates to play with, Shadur and Travis Hunter. They're amazing. And then he added this. Yeah, man, and if you ain't walking with us and you say you're a dog and you you claim you're a dog, why are you not coming to Colorado? There you go. Why are you not helping Recruiting. somebody who look like you? What do you think of that? Bringing race into it. I, I didn't like that part of the equation, nope. but I mean, that's, uh, I, I mean, if that's how the young man feels, then that's how the young man feels. But it, it's a nice pickup. Mm-hmm. You don't pick up five star guys all the time. Five star guys don't necessarily work out all the time. Right. But this is a nice bit of recruiting news for a program that needed it right up against the first deadline, which is the first signing period, which is December 20th, I think. Right, It's right around the corner. Everybody's excited about this kid as well you should be. Sure. He's as highly rated as you are going to get historically as an offensive tackle. Don't know anything about him. Scouting report on him is he's a dog, wants to work hard, wants to be great. He's got to work on his body. I mean, he's got, he's. I think he's only like 290, 280-something. Yeah. You know, on a six six or six seven frame. Yeah. So I mean, there. But those are all things that you expect that you have to do with youngsters coming out of high I school. I would just caution everybody. I'm gonna throw a name out at you, Daryl Scott. Remember him, number one recruited running back in the country out of Texas, and he was as big of a bust as you could possibly. Yeah, it can imagine. happen. It can happen. I don't expect it to happen yeah, with this Yeah, I don't kid. either. With that, we do me a favor? Play that sound bite again from him because I had some real challenges with it. Yeah, man, and if you ain't walking with us and you say you're a dog and you, you claim you're a dog, 
Why are you not coming to Colorado? There you go. Why are you not helping Recruiting. somebody who looked like you? Hmm. You know what? You know why some dogs might not come? Because they're not getting paid like you are. That's why. They're not getting paid like you are. And don't think for a minute he's not getting paid, and I'll tell you why. First of all, it's obvious that he's getting paid because I know that he was going to be getting paid by Oregon. I heard a pretty absurd number from Oregon, and he decided not to go to Oregon. Even on Twitter, are you guys familiar with the the, the collective or whatever sure. it is? Okay. Yeah. They actually have their own Twitter feed, mm-hmm. okay, The for, to raise money to bring in kids like that. Right. Right after this kid announced his verbal decision, they put out on Twitter, good job, everybody. Thanks, in so many words, thanks for pitching in. Yeah. Let's keep doing it. Right. The guy's getting paid, and that's fine. And he was going to get paid by anybody. Yeah. But don't tell me, and this is how I read it, to all the other black kids out there, that you're not a dog if you don't come here because you don't want to play for a guy that looks like you. That, to me, and I'm white, is offensive. So if you don't go to Colorado and play for somebody that looks like you, you're not a dog like I am. No, they're just not getting paid like you are. The, the way he said it to me was beyond off-putting. Fine. Give those other dogs some of your money because you're making plenty. And you have earned it because that's why you are the number one guy. Right. I that- mean, now how influential this will be in terms of lining up other players. I don't think very much because I think for what you just talked about, that's kind of the world we live in. The world we live in right now is making the best deal for yourself. Right. In the meantime, Max Torres, one of the top recruiting insiders in Los Angeles, he writes for the Oregon Ducks. Mm -hmm, He does. Tweeted this following Seton's announcement. Despite a commitment to Colorado, I'm hearing... An official visit to Oregon isn't off the table. Well, this is the world we live in. You know what? To me, in so many words, Seton threw out the race card. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I want to play for a guy that looks like me. Oh, again. So if he did, if you weren't getting paid, you would still feel that way? Doubt it. But that's not my point. Let's look at the timeline on this. And again, full disclosure. Am I inherently cynical as a person? Yes. Yes, I am. I'll be the first one to put that out there if you didn't know it already. Let's look at the timing of this. National signing days in about two weeks. A verbal commitment means nothing. Leverage. That's right. And honestly, that's how I look at it. Oregon really, really wanted him. I heard a really high number to bring this guy in. I mean... There were plenty of, of reputable recruiting services saying this guy has narrowed it down to six schools. Colorado wasn't one of them. This surprised everybody across the country. What do I think's going on? If he made his announcement on signing day, the word signing is key. Mm-hmm. Signing day had a piece of paper in front of him and a pen in his hand. Oh, damn. But he made his announcement verbally and nationally, right, two weeks beforehand. This dude's still open for business. Sure he is. Right? Right. And if Oregon really, really wants him, I think he might, and I could be wrong. Again, I'm cynical this way. Is sending a message, you got two weeks to come up with the cash. That's what you do. You got two weeks. And if not, I am more than happy to take the money from Colorado and genuinely 
play for somebody who looks like me. But you got two weeks to get Phil Knight in order to make sure I get what I believe that I deserve. It could. That is a possibility. That is no a question. theory that, it, and that it's I've a, made up in my head. And it is a possibility. Let's not forget that this whole system giveth and it taketh away. Dylan Edwards last year, it was right about this time, almost exactly at this time, that Prime went in, took him right away from Notre Dame, mm-hmm. which had taken him right away from Kansas State. It's still the Wild West out there. Right. And like you said, when you get the when you get the name on the dotted line on signing day, right. then you breathe the sigh of relief. People have said to me, because I talked to some people about this yesterday, well, why would he make such a big national deal out of this if he's not coming here? That's a very fair point. Yeah. But I think in some ways, again, being cynical, you're sending a loud and clear message to Oregon and everyone else. I'm going here. However, however. I might listen to a little, you know, cha-ching. By the way, you're going to, again, you're going to probably think that I am, oh, I don't know, raining on Colorado's parade. Well, don't. Well, I want to put something out All there. All right. It's not that I'm dying to put it out there. It's news. <laughs> but you're going to do it anyway. Well, this this came out yesterday. All right, go. Okay? Yeah. I'm guessing the name Nick Marsh does not mean a lot to to you, to either of you guys. Well, in the recruiting world, it means a lot to a lot of people. He's a four-star recruit. Mm-hmm. Okay? Originally committed to Michigan State. After what happened to their head coach, we... I'll know who he is, right? Mm-hmm. He said, I was, he said, I'm going to shop around. So he came to Colorado. USC weekend. And I, I can find the exact quote here. I have it in front of me, uh, but it's pretty long. So I will basically just paraphrase it. He said, when I came here, uh, USC weekend, he said, it was so Hollywood with all of these big stars around. Mm-hmm. It's like nobody paid attention to me. He said, I hung out with the recruiting director. I never met the wide receivers coach. I never met Deion Sanders. And quite frankly, I didn't feel that I was important here at all. And that's why I'm not going to Colorado. That's a four-star recruit. That's a four-star recruit. Yeah. So, so I'm glad that they got this guy, Seton. Mm-hmm. That's great. But if this is your history of recruiting... And by the way, this isn't the first time I've heard this story where people come in and they want to meet Deion. Deion Sanders is the reason you come here. Not because the Flatirons are so beautiful, because the campus is terrific, because we come Although in. Although that's a pretty nice reason. It is. Damn. But, pe- but young black players are not dying to come to a white community of Boulder. Right. Not. Right. They want to play for Deion Sanders. And quoting this kid, Seton, they want to play for somebody who looks like them, who has charisma. Sure. Through the roof. And I get it. I get it. I thought it was a really good day for CU. Right. This is, I'll read this kid's quote. Four-star recruit. I was thinking this was going to be like one of the best experiences of my life, but um, everyone is just a little Hollywood, you know? You see a lot of celebrities. You see a lot of known people, and you're just going around. And you're kind of meeting everybody, and it's it's just like as far as our communication and getting personal there wasn't much of that. You know, you're just going to go around and you're going to be, you know, just being with somebody and there's nothing personal with anybody. The kid wanted to be recruited. Yeah. Well, you, really, and then, you really can't blame him. And if this kid feels this way and he's a four-star recruit, yeah. how do you think the three-star guys feel? Well, that could very well be. But I'm and, glad they got seen. But this is how 
one individual feels. And, this and, is and the I first, respect that. It's not the first time I've heard a story I, like I, this. I respect that. But this one is in print. Okay. Okay. Pretty damn good day for CU. Excellent. I'm, an, I'm leaving it like that. No, it's so a... We'll see where it goes. It's a great day. It is a great day. Great day. And when I was driving in my car and I heard it on the radio, I'm like, damn. Yeah, that's I solid. I didn't expect this. That's a solid. Good for Deion Sanders yeah. for getting this guy. That is great. Yeah. Now, and I guess I'll leave it at that, too. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, now go get, you know, another eight or nine. By the way, you know what I find amusing is that we have so many media guys in town mm-hmm. who are talent evaluators at the NFL level, right? They, they look at all the scouting reports, and they, they can tell you about the guy from Furman who's the backup cornerback, and they give this full detailed scouting report that they read that somebody else wrote. Now I'm seeing scouting reports from media members about transfer portal guys that they read the scouting report and then they add their own little stuff to it. You're not a talent evaluator. Like there's a kid from Houston that the buffs are recruiting. This guy would be a perfect fit. Why? Because of the scouting report that you read? Well, here, let me just say this. Anyone at this point would be a better fit than the guys they had last year. So from that standpoint, you're probably right. That is a scouting report. That is. That's all you really need to know. Coming up after the break, Zach Allen. He's getting ready for the uh, Chargers on Sunday. He's playing against a quarterback that doesn't have a winning record and everybody thought would be a surefire multiple, multiple pro bowler. Why can't Justin Herbert win? Zach Allen answers that next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, there's a police evidence auction. They always have amazing different stuff for this one. Comic books, collectibles, iPhones, Samsung Galaxy phones, gym equipment, electronics, and more. That's a pretty wide variety of things. The bidding is open at RollerAuction.com. Get involved. Get notifications at RollerAuction.com. Wait a minute. Backslash MHS. I'm curious about comic books. Hmm. There was a drug dealer who enjoyed Archie. That's like an SAT question. Which one of these doesn't belong? Right. Comic books. A guy who robbed banks is a big Superman collector. Were you a comic book guy when you were growing up? Nope. Alex, you probably don't even know what they are, do you? I mean, I know what they are, but I was not into collecting. I wasn't either. I wasn't either, but I didn't mind grabbing myself a Mad every now and then. That was that was my magazine of choice. That was that was to me entertaining and provocative. Al Jaffe's snappy answers to stupid questions (laughs) to me. Is one of the greatest literary, um, it's one of the greatest literary um, pieces that we have in our lexicon today. 
that should actually be in the Smithsonian. Yeah, and when Snappy I happy answers for stupid questions. Yeah, and when I think about it, thirty years later or yes. forty, whatever it is, forty yeah. years later, uh, I still I still get a chuckle out of it. I think my favorite one was there was a uh, boy and a girl on a date, and they're sitting at a diner, and he has a plate of uh, fries in front of him mm-hmm. with a burger on it, and so does she. And he's trying to get the ketchup out of the back of the bottle. So he's hitting, he's pounding. I mean, remember, this is a still picture. Right. But it looks like he's hitting the back of the bottle. And it goes all over the girl's shirt. Yeah. Sweater. And the question is, oh, did I do that? (laughs) And she's, uh, and then you always give three answers. (laughs) And one, right? Right, no, answers. it's funny to remember. Right. And one of the answers was, no, my chest exploded. Yeah. Time now for the buzz. <laughs> the buzz is presented by Paramount Sighting and Windows. Paramount Sighting and Windows, it's quality in everything they do. Find Man. them at ParamountSightingAndWindows.com. <laughs> Man, we are two old dudes. That was great. I love Mad Magazine. I, I, did, I did, too. I it collected was base- funny. I collected baseball cards. Yep. And I read Mad Magazine. Yeah, me that too. That was my childhood. Yep. Yep. Grounded I grabbed, all I grabbed Mad every now and then. I didn't read it all the time, but whenever some, like there was an old copy around, I'd grab it and read it from cover to cover. It was good stuff. Broncos Chargers on Sunday. Obviously a big win. Defense needs to step up big against Justin Herbert, who is a tremendous talent, yet for some reason his teams just don't win. We know that Keenan Allen is going to be a focal point of that offense. So if Herbert's going to pass a lot, it's going to be incumbent to get a pass rush. One of those guys who's going to be chasing around Zach Allen, or excuse me, Justin Herbert will be Zach Allen. Every quarterback you play against is going to be a challenge, but when you play a guy like Justin Herbert, who's mobile, he's got a big arm. What type of challenge does he bring to you and the rest of the defense? Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, like you said, you know, he can do it all. So that's obviously a, uh, big challenge for us but you know we've played some pretty good quarterbacks similar kind of styles um but yeah i mean he, he can really do it all so it's going to be so it's a good challenge for us but we're excited for it how surprised would you be to learn that as a starting quarterback justin herbert has a losing record yeah no it's definitely shocking to hear but you know it's the nfl so you know kind of weird stuff like that happens and you know it's a very good division you know he played kansas city twice Vegas twice, us twice. So it's a very competitive just conference in general, the AFC. So, um, but yeah, no, he's been playing great three years. I mean, you know, I can't even remember a bad game he's had. So um, he's a hell of a player. With the way that you guys started the season and then losing against Houston, knowing at the beginning you had an uphill climb, steep one, right? But you lose to Houston. It was an important game, tie break, yada, yada, yada. Does it feel more like a blip? Or does it feel more like that uphill climb again? No, I'd say more of a blip. I mean, it was definitely disappointing to lose that game, especially, the, you know, watching it back, everything like that. You know, there's definitely, you know, a handful of times that we could really, you know, have won that game or just plays or, you know, mistakes that we made that could have really, you know, iced it. And, um, you know, we kind of, you know, pissed that one away. But um, they're a good team. There's a reason why they're, you know, in the playoff hunt too. They know how to win. So, 
But for us right now, you know, we know that we can kind of, if we win out, we kind of control our own destiny a little bit. So we're just focused on playing the Chargers right now. Is it really necessary to say the word piss? I mean, I'm recording this. You know this is going to go on air. We, we, are, we are not going to bleep this out. And, I, I, you know, I think it kind of ruined the whole thing. Was that your goal when I walked up to you? How can I ruin Eric Goodman's interview? No, my bad. I'm sorry about that. Sure about that? All right. You've been around this league for a long time. Is it hard not to scoreboard watch a little bit? You guys must know where you're at, who's ahead of you and things like that. Don't lie to me now. No, I mean, I, I've, I made the playoff one year and kind of, you know, and I, there was another year where we were close, but we didn't have doing it. And the difference between those two years was kind of when you start looking around the league, that's where, it, you know, it kind of screws you. And, you know, all your focus just has to be on what's next. So for us, all our focus on the Chargers, I think we're doing a good job of that so far. I don't know if you have an answer to this because you're not a doctor, but you played for another organization. So maybe you can use your experience there with your experience here. This team has been almost 100% healthy the entire year. You've played enough football to know guys get banged up and they miss some serious games. Why do you think that this team has been able to stay so healthy or is this maybe it was just our time, maybe it's luck or whatever? Yeah, I mean, luck is definitely a factor in it. You know, I guess we've all been saying our prayers, but also, too, I think we had a really good offseason. And I was just saying kind of the offseason is where you build the house you're going to live in. So, you know, we had a really good, you know, OTAs kind of conditioning. And then during training camp, it was a physical training camp. So guys are kind of used to that workload. So a lot of guys for, you know, being so late in the season still feel great. And, you know, knock on wood, it stays that way. Not asking you to take a knock at Arizona, but was it different? there than it was here with OTAs and everything that has allowed you to stay healthy. Yeah, I think, you know, Arizona was, you know, I I mean, again, it's a luck's a big factor in it. And then, you know, in Arizona at the time with, you know, what we had, you know, I think, you know, there were a lot of, you know, off days, vet days, type of things like that. So here, you know, you're working every single day, which I think, you know, in the long term, you know, you're very appreciative and, you know, they do a great job. We have a great staff here, both, you know, with the training staff and the strength and conditioning staff that look after us. So um, very fortunate to be here. You came here from Arizona. It's always nice in Arizona in December. Today is Wednesday. Did you think coming to Denver, you'd have a day in December where it is 69 degrees outside? Uh, no, I mean, I just I've, I heard it's a sunny, you know, city. But yeah, 69, you'll definitely take that. And um yeah you know you'll enjoy the good days but you know i'm from the northeast so i actually enjoy the cold that was you know one of the reasons why i love living out here so it's uh it's been good so why'd you decide to play in arizona where there's an indoor stadium i did not have a choice and i was drafted (laughs) (laughs) zach allen mike mcglinchey ben powers who has been the most influential free agent for this football team what do you mean by influential meaning in the locker room or on the field you can you can any way that you want to interpret it on the field. I'll say Allen mm-hmm. inside the locker room. A McGlinchey. guy who's a leader. It's probably McGlinchey. Yeah. Why'd you throw powers in there knowing that neither of us were going to answer powers? Well, I think powers is in there because they all are high priced free agents. Mm-hmm. I think they've all made a difference. I think they've all made a difference in the positive. Yeah. But I'm just wondering what the perception is about who has made the most telling contributions and i think it would be if you take everything into total it would probably be even with his issues in pass protection it would probably be mike mcglinchey he is going to win 
the good guy award that we do every year. Those of us in the media, I don't think there's any question. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. I think he, I think he will clearly win that award. Um, you know, who could win that award, but he's not talked to enough hmm. is, um, Samaj P. Right. Yeah. He's great. I like Samaj. Samaj, uh, you talk to him and he gives you the same type of sound bites that you would get from Mike McGlinchey. Thoughtful, there's a lot of information there. Yeah. But media just doesn't talk to him that often. You know what part of the problem with that is? What's that? Part of the problem is that there is so little time, there is so much time waiting to get into the locker room after games Yeah, that running backs are generally gone. Hmm. I'm not even lying, man. They run we, out of there. Well, we get, we don't get in now until... Sean is done on the podium. Well, there's a reason why. Uh-huh. Would you like to know what the reason sure is? Sure, I would. Because everybody takes their own amount of time taking a shower. Mm-hmm. For an offensive lineman like McGlinchey at what, about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six? he has more real estate to cover in that shower with soap. That's wow. why he's in there later. Wow. Samaj's is probably what, maybe six feet tall? I thought we were going to get a Pope on the rope reference no for mike mcglinchy who went to notre dame by the way uh doing that interview with zach i mean obviously i was joking when he said the word p do do you think that he knew you were joking no no i I don't don't think there's i don't think that he did no i don't think he needs to know you a little better he does because i was being sarcastic in a fun way (laughs) i thought it was funny not being sarcastic with him but he but he did something and i don't know if you've ever had an experience like this Mm -hmm. with an athlete where you're this comfortable with them where they will say anything. So when Les Shapiro was alive, we would, you know, you were here. We'd always talk to guys one-on-one. Yeah. Just, just like we are doing right now. Mm-hmm. There was one guy who would drop F-bombs all the time, constantly, in interviews less than I would do with him. It was at least once an interview, and sometimes he did it two to three times. Ah. He is... His personality reminds me of John Lynch. Relatively soft-spoken, has a lot to say, and put him between those lines, and the guy's a monster. Once he goes back to the other side of the line, he's just this nice, calm, easygoing guy. Who's that? Is this Pecco? Yes. Yeah. Demata Pico. Yeah. Did you cut some of those bites? I remember. I I just remember you interviewing him in, uh, yeah. Constantly using well, the Eric, you can use it as a noun, verb, adverb. You it, know, it could be maternal. It, it can be anything. It could be maternal. Mother sure. blanker. Yeah, right. I, I have no issue with that word. It could be. It could be aggressive. Blank you. Yeah. It could be passive. Blank me. It's a very flexible word. Very versatile. Yes, and that's why I use it as often as possible. Well, like I said, it's descriptive. Yes. Coming up after the break, Gambling.com has named Sean Payton the most popular coach in the NFL online. What? We'll explain how he won this, in theory, award next.
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle watches mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Wednesday, there's a police evidence auction featuring comic books, collectibles, iPhones, Samsung Galaxy phones, gym equipment, electronics, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, the auction is open right now at rollerauction.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda. They always have great deals going on right now. They always have a ton of inventory, and here's something something you should take for a test drive. The plug-in hybrid CX-90 SUV, when you buy this, right off the hop, you're going to get a $7,500 federal rebate. You might qualify for an extra $5,000 credit from the state of Colorado. Go check out their outstanding showroom while you're waiting to go for a test drive. They have great financing options. Get on up to Broomfield for a test drive today or go to sthmazda.com. Time now. What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Gambling.com has named Sean Payton the NFL's most popular coach online. By using web search software, they measured how many times an NFL coach was searched on Google per month. Over the season, Peyton, most searched over 251,000 times. Mike McDaniel was second, but a distant second, 50,000 less than Nick Sirianni of the Eagles, followed by Bill Belichick and Dan Campbell. I don't know if popular is necessarily the right word. Yeah, I don't think it probably is too curious, whatever you can figure out. Are you you surprised? A little bit, a little bit. I mean, I think that there would be a natural curiosity about Sean Payton because he is what he is. He's a Super Bowl winning coach in a new place. Mm-hmm. Um, but and maybe it was the train wreck effect of the Broncos early in the season when they start one and five. And maybe the momentum of winning five in a row makes him even that much more curious. But, yeah, I mean, I, I thought I was a little like, really? I don't know why I would think that. I'll tell you why I think that he is at the top of the list. Number one, he has two fan bases. Yeah, that's a good call. One in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then obviously one here. Number two, right off the hop, he stepped in it with that USA Today article. No question. And people wanted to read about that. Yep. Number three, you still have people in Seattle who are fans of Russell Wilson who will follow Russell Wilson, but who's his head coach? So you can make the case some of that is probably coming out of Seattle. All very good reasons. Number four, and a very distant fourth, is that Twitter exchange I had with him, which I'm sure got a lot of action, which as a matter of fact, I know got a lot of action. So at least for the, uh, you know, right when he got hired, I am responsible for that initial You need to push. move that up a little bit in the list. I don't, know. I don't need, uh, I don't I need to move it up that the, high. That's higher in the rankings. As for Mike McDaniel, funny guy. Yeah. Okay, his press conferences are introspective on his part mm-hmm. and entertaining because he's sarcastic. And quirky. Right. Yep. Dan Campbell, I don't oh. need to say anything more about him. 
Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. I don't get the Nick Sirianni thing. I don't either. Other than he's the head coach of a team that won the NFC last year and played in the Super Bowl. I I mean, and it's a fervent fan base. Okay. I, 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 guess, I guess. We are three quarters of the way through the season. Give Sean Payton a grade. I thought about this was interesting to me last night because we did our first quarter and second and halfway grades. We have not gotten to our third quarter grades yet. And I figure, you know, at some point, maybe next week we can do that or whenever you deem it necessary. Let's do it after the show. Okay. We'll just sit in the parking lot, have a cup of coffee and a drag off a cigarette. We'll just have a conversation. Well, you can hour. have the drag off the cigarette. Okay. I, I, I'll have the drag off the coffee. You know what? I would say that Peyton now is, let's, let's, let's look at be, the whole body of work, the whole body of work. I'd say that you're talking to probably a pretty solid B at this point. Wouldn't even go near that. Okay. And not because I'm being critical. No, you what, be whatever you want to be. What's the record? Six and six. Is that a B? That's, yeah. That's no, no. That's a, that's a C. That's average. Oh. They, they are five hundred. Oh, they are average. That's they, average. That's average. You're an average. Six and six is average now. Is uh, is fifty percent average? Meaning fifty fifty? I mean, I, I don't know. What are you judging it on? Are you judging it on teams in the NFL? I'm judging right now. They have an average record. They're okay. six and six. They are five hundred. Okay. Well, to me, Period. to me, uh, and uh, and so you've got him at a C. I've got him at a B. I've got him at a B because of the way that he's coming on. I think that he's made up ground. So you're bet- so, so I, you're betting on the come here. You're making an assumption. I'm he's doing a get future. To a B. I'm a futures. I'm, I'm a futures bet. But here's I got the a, deal. Well, where's he today? I, I think he's at a B. And here's why. Because I think that he is getting the absolute most out of this football team, out of this roster. Fair. And I think that winning five straight games with the challenges that he continues to have offensively in particular, pretty damned remarkable. Why is, wait a minute, what what challenges is he having? He's the play caller. I think that the, the challenges that they're having is are still... Uh, producing, getting on the same page. Uh, it's his consistency. Offense. Okay, how well, would you grade him? Uh, how would you grade him as an offensive coordinator? You want to give him a B as a head coach? Yeah, I think probably as an offensive coordinator right now, I probably go to. I probably would go B minus, and here's why. Because as a coordinator, he went from going a little loose and. And, and by God, this is the way we're going to try to do it to understanding that it wasn't going to work and was willing to tighten the reins. I think that that takes recognition and willingness to do it, even if you think you're the smartest guy in the room. I, I think that so I give him credit for that because it's the only way I think the Broncos could have possibly gotten to where they are right now. Maybe I'm seeing this a little bit more black and white than you are. And sometimes I do. When they were one and five, mm-hmm. what would you have given them? Well, I think we already gave the, we gave well, those. I'm, I'm asking. Well, I'm asking. Again. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that those were D minuses or D's or F's. Okay, let's call it an F just for the sake. Let's call it a D minus for the sake of this conversation. Sure. Okay. Generally speaking, if you have an A and you have a C, if you average the two together, that's that's a B. Well, that's the way you think of it. That's why. Well, in terms of grades, that's how it is. You're right in the middle. Wow. Point is. Have you ever graded on a curve? 
Why am I? Why do I need to grade on a curve? Well, people grade on a curve. No, I don't. Why? Why are you grading on a curve? I I think. What I mean, curve are you grading? You love to try to talk me into things. I'm not trying to talk you. Yeah, into yeah, you do. You love to try to talk me into. Will things. Will you come over and paint my house? <laughs> Let me explain why I think you negative. Should. That would that be will trying not to, happen. That would try. That would be trying to convince you to do something that you don't want to do. My point is this: I said the entire season. Sure. If you're one in five, and that's a D minus, and Five straight wins is an A. Yeah, but you're big on snapshots where we are right now. I, I'm it, on a B. That's you, where I am. His trajectory is going up. No, which I, which I won't no disagree, question. Which I won't disagree. What I'm saying is I don't I don't understand how somebody can be a B when for over a third of the season he was an F. That doesn't. Well, it wasn't an over the third of the season because you six got, games you, is six games is a third of the okay, season. So, As a matter of fact, is more than a third of the season. Yeah, but then from that point on, he won five straight games. And that's an A. So and that's an A. Yeah. But if we want to give him an A, so an A and an F. Well, cannot we're getting be a B. into we're getting into the weeds unnecessarily. You think C, I think B. Okay, we're not that far apart. Okay. Well, we there's a difference between the colleges you go to between a B and a C. Yeah, I was always disappointed with B's. How about you? I was thrilled. <laughs> did, you, did you did you like a B when you saw that? Um, I worked really hard. I wasn't a very good student. No, with well, math, I, I wasn't very good. Here, Here's, I mean, I don't mean to, and we got to hit a break. I don't mean to go off on a tangent here. I, I, I guess you can say I have a learning disability when it comes to reading. Meaning, I can't comprehend anything that's fiction. My brain doesn't work when it comes but to... But you can read history, which I, is interesting. And I was a history me. minor. When it comes to reading history, reading sports, anything nonfiction, mm-hmm. I can absorb it and regurgitate it verbatim. Interesting. But when it comes to fiction, like in a literature class, yeah. oh, I'm screwed. I can't get through the book. That's a shame. Because I keep reading the same sentence over and over again, and it doesn't make any sense to me. When I, when I did math, um, like, I mean, I was basically in remedial math. If you really want to know the truth. I never got above algebra because when I look at it, it's like all the numbers and the letters don't make any sense to me. Yeah. And then, and then in biology and chemistry, while in chemistry, everybody's, you know, experiment came out blue. Mine was red. I was always the guy in biology that said, can I get an extra frog? So all of that stuff never computed with me. Right. So I probably do. If I was diagnosed, I have a major learning disability. Like I can't read directions, meaning if how to build a table and it's four steps and they give you the directions, I can't comprehend it. Hmm. It, it bothers me. It concerns me. Like one of the biggest, no, 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 one no. of the biggest things that always worried me when I was younger was I was going to have a daughter, no joke. And for the holidays, whether, well, for me at the time it was Hanukkah, there'd be a dollhouse that I would need to build. Oh, and it, and it, and it terrified me. Yeah. And then one day my daughter wanted a dollhouse. Oh dear. And I sat up basically all night just staring at those directions, having no idea what the hell to do when I was sitting in that room by myself. So I'm just piecing crap together. I don't even know. It must have been a hell of a dollhouse. It went, Well, I didn't even. I'm sure it broke within 15 it minutes. It did not. All right. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? We'll assess the Avs loss from last night in which Jared Bednar said they started too vanilla and also talk about Tyrese Halliburton and the show he's been putting on the season. That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports.
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Wednesday. Police Evidence Auction. Lots of different things in this auction. Comic books, collectibles, iPhones, Samsung Galaxy phones, gym equipment, electronics, and more. The bidding is open at RollerAuction.com. If you want notifications about upcoming auctions, go to RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Winnipeg Jets beat the Avs last night 4-2 at Ball Arena. Nathan McKinnon is playing very well, but Miko Rantanen is in a bit of a rut, and Kale McCarr is playing through an injury and does not look like his usual self out there on the ice. Jared Bednar said the Avs started the game last night too vanilla. Would like to see some improvements there. How do you assess last night's loss? Well, yeah, they just didn't get off to a very good start. And then once they didn't get off to a very good start, they never got really on track again. Um, so, and, and Winnipeg's a good club. So, uh, obviously, both of our winter teams have some, just some things to kind of work through to find the proper rhythm but the good news is that they're doing it generally winning games. So I don't put too much into that because I think in Jared Bednar and Michael Malone, they have proven leaders that know what they're doing and will get it done when the time is necessary. There's a movie that has been out for a long time. It's a classic movie with a great cast. It's absolutely hilarious. And when I watch the Avs, I think of one line in that movie. And the movie is old school. And Will Ferrell, after getting completely lit, yells out, we're going streaking. And every time I watch the Avs, I think of that line. Because mm. that's what this team is. They are. They're always on a streak. Yeah, you're right. They're either on a losing yep. streak or they're on a winning yeah, streak. Yeah, they are. We're going streaking! Yeah. That, to me, is the avalanche. The question is, are they going to be able to become more consistent without huge losing streaks? or huge winning streaks? It's a good question. I think Jared Bednar would like to know the answer to that. He and I will probably have a nice chat yeah, about it. You guys will have a good chat about yeah. it. Yeah. Bedsy. Bedsy. <laughs> Compared to By the way, every hockey player, it ends in a letter Y. Did you ever notice Baseball that? Baseball and hockey. Or a lot R. of Ys. A lot of Ys. Hockey trumps baseball all day. Okay. All day. All right. it, 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 it's Bedsy. It's... Um, you know, Brad May, Maisie. I mean, I'm talking about when I covered the Sabres. Maisie, Razy, you know. Uh, Daisy, Lazy. Everything is with a Y. Right. But give me some examples, seriously, in baseball where it ends in the letter Y. Just for a player. Story. Now, that is the type of insight you won't get anywhere else. Searing. But. Old school baseball guys always add Ys. Do they? Buddy Black. Buddy, there you go. Yeah, yeah, but but everybody would call him Buddy in, in any 
like Buddy the Elf. Nice reference to Christmas. Overrated movie. The greatest Christmas movie ever made oh. is Elf. Ugh. By far. Ugh. By far. Okay. By Because it's hilarious. You're a Will Ferrell guy, though, aren't you? Who isn't? Uh, I don't know if I would consider my... You know what? I liked the, the, the cheerleader skit on Saturday Night Live. Thought he was fantastic in that. He was... He that was an Oscar award winning moment, that three minute skit on SNL. So good. That was a Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. They also have great deals going on as we head into Christmas, specifically at their clearance center. Always low prices on high end products that can also help you redesign your entire kitchen. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton, and again. Go find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Deion Sanders once again has shocked the world. Seriously, has shocked the world by pulling in the number one offensive tackle. And this is a major story. Great get. And good for Deion Sanders for getting him here, right? Let's see what else he does with the offensive line. However, on this media tour that Jordan Seen was on, he did say something that I think both you and I can agree was mildly off-putting. That's next.